We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, DBTPFL. It's Thursday. It is April 29th. It's 2021. And we have five baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. We are presented by Superdraft.com. If you guys haven't checked them out, use promo code GRINDERS over there. That way you get a 50% deposit bonus up to $500 on your first deposit up to over $50. You'll also get a $50 instant deposit. Um, so make sure you guys are checking that out. Love what they're doing over there on Superdraft. And again, they're overlaying almost every single day. So take advantage of the overlay and um, jump on it. So um, riding solo today, only five games you know, with kind of a split slate and sites doing all kinds of different things for the early slate, just going to focus on the main slate here. Um, I guess it's, it's technically four games now because the Chicago White Sox game with it being postponed and them um, playing, we're really just going to have a four game slate here, but this is still a pretty interesting four game slate and um, a lot to kind of talk about and break down here. 
Uh, let's start with Chicago at Atlanta. No total in this game. Um, Alize against Kyle Wright. We'll start with Alize here. Um, you know, this is a guy that's, you know, a tough matchup here going up against the Braves. This lineup is very strong um, up and down. You know, this is a team that he's going to potentially struggle with. He is a big strikeout guy, but I think the biggest problem with him is his walks. On a four-game slate, I think he's someone that you could potentially take a shot on, depending on ownership, because I don't think we're going to play, um, you know, with this slate going to four games. We're really like everybody's playing Trevor Bauer, and that makes a ton of sense. We all should be playing Trevor Bauer. But I think really outside of Trevor Bauer, once we look at this like next range, it really could be anybody here. You know, you could play Luke Weaver. You could play Kyle Wright. You could play Alizé. Um, I don't love Kyle Gibson, but I think you could take shots on him in tournaments. Eric Lauer is a guy that I probably won't play since Satella is a guy I won't play. Um, and then Perez is someone maybe, but I think more than likely – you're going to see Bauer paired with either Weaver, Wright, and Alizé, maybe Kyle Gibson. So I do think Alizé is somebody that has the strikeout upside to be the second highest um, scoring pitcher on the slate. I just, you worry about his walks, you worry about him, you know, not really pitching deep into games. I don't think he's thrown over 83 pitches yet this season. So obviously that's the biggest concern when you're looking at Alize. And then on the other side, Kyle Wright, he's just not a big strikeout guy. The Cubs lineup, you know, I, I talked about, you yesterday a lot, um, played him a bunch. Um, I think on two of my three teams, I played, you So, and I, I wrote him up, um, in premium as well. I, I really like, you know, he had a really strong outing, but like, he's a guy that can get strikeouts. Um, so I think that's the, the main and biggest difference when you're looking at like the difference between right and, you know, um, is because he's a guy that can, you know, get strikeouts and Kyle Wright isn't like Kyle Wright's strikeout rate is 18%. And he really struggles with lefties. He's decent against righties. Um, so if the lineup, potentially came out and it was very right-handed heavy maybe you could take a shot on right if that happens but i think there's going to be enough lefties in this lineup that you're probably not playing kyle right today but i would understand it if you wanted to take some shots let's talk bats uh we'll start with the cubs really like rizzo here um He's somebody at 4,000 that you definitely should be looking at on this slate. I don't think you'll be stacking a lot on this slate, like full-on five-man stacking. Um, you could. I'm not saying that, but I do think that um, this is potentially one of those slates where you could you know, maybe go 3-3-2 three, three, um, instead of like a 5-3 stack. Just because... I think there's a lot of variance on this four game slate as far as like what some of these pitchers might do. So I like Rizzo. I like Hap. Um, Hayward's okay. And if you're playing those guys, you obviously can take a shot on Chris Bryant. So 
on the Atlanta side of things, Alizé is a guy, like I said, he can strike guys out. You know, you worry about the command sometimes and like the walk rates, but he is a guy that doesn't generate a ton of ground balls and gives up a lot of hard contact. So I think the Braves are definitely in play here. You know, Acuna, Freeman, Albies, um, Ozuna. Ozuna more on FanDuel. He's a little expensive on DraftKings. Um, and then if any of these cheap guys crack the lineup, um, I don't hate that. Um, moving on, we got the Dodgers and the Brewers in this one. No. Oh, yeah, there, no total in this one either. Um, it's going to be Trevor Bauer against Eric Lauer. Uh, this one's pretty simple. Like, you're playing Bauer in this spot. Um there's no reason not to play Trevor Bauer here. Best pitcher on the slate. The skill gap between him and the next best pitcher on the slate is massive. So you're playing Bauer, 37% K rate, 5% walk rate since the start of last season. Strikes out both sides of the plate. Very high um, strikeout rate. And the Milwaukee lineup, Colton Wong is the only person under 20% um, strikeout rate since the start of last season against right-handed pitching. So um, really like this spot. And I think Trevor Bauer is just a guy you're just going to eat the chalk here and play Bauer um, and call it a day. Eric Lauer on the other side, we didn't see a lot of him last season, but what we did see from him, he just could not get right-handed hitters out. Um, so this is a lineup with Betts and Turner, and they'll have probably Pollock and, and Taylor. Uh, Will Smith will probably be in there. So they'll have enough righties in this lineup that I think you're going to stay away from Eric Lauer here. And I think the Dodgers are going to be popular on this slate for good reason. Um, you know, Will Smith at 4,300, he's in play. It's a, it's a high ass for Chris Taylor, but I, I think on this slate, you're, you're definitely looking at him um, in this one. So If Sheldon Noose is in the lineup, he's another guy that's like, he's 2,500. You could play him at second base or third base here. So definitely don't mind Sheldon Noose. Um, just really like a, a price point play. Just, you know, kind of saving some value or saving some money on him. And if you are playing like three or four Dodgers here, um, you know, obviously Mookie Betts. I don't have to tell you guys to play Mookie Betts. You know, to play Mookie Betts. Um, AJ Pollock's 3,100. So I think the Dodgers are going to be popular on the slate. And just in general, the the pitching, the, the everything really stands out here as far as the Dodgers are concerned. So if I was going to like three or four man stack on the slate, it would probably end up being the Dodgers. Um, as far as the Brewers bats, I don't have any interest in the Brewers here. I don't really like if you want to get contrarian, there is a good chance that Bauer pushes 60 plus percent owned, if not more on this slate because of the options that we have. So if you want to just get different, um, I think this is the spot that you're like, you know, getting different and taking some shots, but uh, that's just, you're, you're really hoping for a lot um, for Bauer not to get there and for the Milwaukee bats to get there. 
Boston at Texas, eight and a half total. Boston's a 134 favorite here. Martin Perez against um, Kyle Gibson. You know, you look at this lineup uh, against left-handed pitching, and there's a lot of strikeouts here, um, depending on what lineup is rolled out there. You know, David Dahl is a high strikeout guy. Garcia is a high strikeout guy. Lowe is a strikeout guy. Gallo. So this lineup could potentially be really, um, really bad against lefties. Martin Perez is not great. He's very good against left-handed pitch or hitters. So if Texas does end up rolling like four or five lefties out there, I don't think Perez is the craziest option, but it's so hard to even say play him just because he's not a guy that's going to typically strike out a lot of people and he's not going to blow the ball by anybody either. So it's really hard for me um, to recommend him. And then Kyle Gibson on the other side here, he he's a little interesting. He does strike out right. He's at a high clip and, when you look at the Boston lineup, really Verdugo and Devers, and depending on like if Marwin Gonzalez is in there or not, like they don't have a ton of lefties here. So where Gibson struggles is lefties. Um, he gives up a ton of hard contact to both sides of the plate. So I think he's in play. Uh, it's so like it's just so questionable on who your SP two is and who you feel you know comfortable with playing in this spot because it's it's definitely tough uh looking at the boston bats i really like devers i think he's someone that has a ton of upside i don't mind verdugo i wish he was a little bit cheaper than 4600 but you know you could always roll those two guys out there and if you want to pair them with um jd or xander it's always a good um, type of stack, but the problem with Boston is they don't really have any cheap pieces in this lineup. So you're really paying up for them and it's not going to be the easiest thing to get Boston plus Trevor Bauer. And I think Bauer is more important than Boston on the slate. As far as the Texas bats go, it's really hard to trust any of these guys against lefties. Um, I will say if like Culberson is in the lineup, he has decent numbers against lefties and he's 3,400. So that would potentially be an option, but I think overall, um, you're just kind of staying away. Chris Davis is getting really close to being back. I would really like Chris Davis in this spot if he was playing. Um, Solak, I think, is another guy that you could potentially look at here. He's just 4,600. I mean, you could always take shots on Nate Lowe and Joey Gallo um, and, like, Garcia. They're they're definitely cheap enough that if you want to take shots on those guys against Martin Perez, Perez is not going to blow the ball by anybody. So taking shots on those guys I don't think is, like, the craziest idea um, in this one. We... um. We finish it out with Colorado at Arizona. We got no total in this one. It's Sensatella against Luke Weaver. I mean, 
Sensatella is not a great pitcher. Um, he 13.5% K rate since the start of last season. He doesn't really strike anybody out. He does generate ground balls. And I think that is, you know, somewhat interesting here, but you know, you look at this, this lineup and they actually have a quite a bit fly ball hitters, you know, Escobar. Um, if Steven votes in the lineup, he's another guy that hits the ball up in the air. Uh, so you'll have to definitely pay attention to the lineup. But I think Arizona is like a sneaky stack on the slate against Sensatella. And it might not even be that sneaky because they are, you know, somewhat cheap outside of like David Peralta. Um, so definitely don't mind um, those bats. And we'll talk about that in a second. And then the other side, I think Luke Weaver is potentially going to be the chalky SB2 on this slate. Um you just look up at his, you look at his numbers and his numbers are not great whatsoever. Uh, he's really struggled, but I think just on this slate, you're just kind of hoping that facing this bad offense that he has a chance. And this offense is definitely struggling, um, especially to start the season. You know, the bottom of the order has just been absolutely terrible. Uh, like even Charlie Blackman has started the season like super cold. Trevor Story has started the season super cold. Crone is starting the season like he has a massive strikeout rate. Um, just a bunch of strikeouts in this lineup. So I think he's going to end up being the chalky SP2. Um, and I think he's a strong play. I, I do. Um, I don't think you have to get too cute with pitching today, but there is a lot of variance with pitching today as well. So that obviously opens some things up. Um, as far as the bats go in this game, if Weaver is going to be chalky, he does give up a ton of hard contact to both sides of the plate. So I think if he's going to be chalky, I don't think the Rockies stack is like a terrible idea. You know, they're not going to be overly expensive. They're going to be low owned because Weaver is going to be really popular on a four game slate. So I actually think like stacking Colorado is not like the, the craziest idea on this slate. So um, they're in play. And then as far as like Arizona goes, I think Arizona, um, I think they're really strong. I think they're a really under the radar, like team to target in this spot. It would be interesting to see kind of what their ownership ends up on. Um, but yeah, like I like Pavin Smith, um, Cabrera, Escobar. These guys are definitely in play for me. Um, I'm guessing um, Cole Calhoun will be back in the lineup. So I, I obviously like Cole Calhoun. Um, yeah, just really any of these guys uh, against Sensatelli is just not a big Oh, Cole Calhoun went on the IL. That's right. I, I remember seeing that too um, with a hamstring injury. So Pavin Smith might bat like towards the top of the order here. Um, and then like if Andrew Young is in there as well, um, I wouldn't mind even taking shots on like Andrew Young. Good last name. Um, yeah, that's it. Let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here. Under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Um, I mean, Weaver is probably the chalk. 
I I don't mind. I you know the more I think about the slate, the more I really don't mind. You know, get like taking a shot on a guy like Alize and just hoping that he gets strikeouts. And even if he gives up a couple runs in the process, the strikeouts outweigh the couple of runs. And you know, fifteen will be fine. I think. I don't think a lot of these guys under Bauer are going to put up fifteen. Um, skipping the over eight K to score under fifteen. There's only Trevor Bauer, and I don't think he scores under fifteen. Um, over 4,000 to hit a home run. Give me, um, Justin Turner under 4k to get two hits. Um, let's go to that last game. I just talked about, let's go Pavin Smith stack to score six or more runs. I think the Dodgers are the chalk option. Um, give me the Cubs. I don't think that's the first time I've said the Cubs this season. So uh, there's not a ton of lines out right now. There's actually only one Boston, Texas, eight and a half. Um, So I'll definitely be looking at that. And um, maybe I'll post something on scores and odds today if there's anything that I see. So um, Super Drafts baseball slate's not up yet, so I can't do a Super Draft play of the day. So that's it. If you guys have any questions, feel free. to reach out on Twitter and I'll answer them. Um, so I like this spot. I think this is a really interesting tournament slate. There's a lot of different ways to um, go different on this slate. So I like it. If you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out. That's going to wrap it up. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, big slate on Friday. And uh, me and me and Grant will be breaking it down. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you guys again tomorrow.